morning, everyone. It's lovely to share the new first day of the new year with you at uh, church. Uh, it's lovely that we can start the year together across our congregations meeting. Uh, I'm not sure how you handle the new year coming. I'm not sure if you're a resolutions kind of person. I actually like to stop and think about what would be good books for me to read through the year and I make a bit of a plan about how I do that, make some goals for my life with God and uh, in the service at church. Uh, uh, This year we want to start our year as a church family committing ourselves to be people of prayer. So in the next few weeks we're going to be looking at different prayers that uh, help us kickstart our own prayer life. And really this morning I want to offer, offer you a prayer that Jesus teaches us that really can be a fresh start on the first day of the new year as we think about this prayer together. Father, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Now in the process of Jesus teaching his disciples how to pray, uh, Jesus teaches us that as we confess our sins and failures to heaven, that's a healthy, healthy and helpful thing to do in our life of prayer. It's a prayer that takes us to the heart of the Christian good news. It's a prayer that is about forgiveness. It's a prayer that reminds us that our God forgives us. It's a prayer that reminds us that we need forgiveness. It's a prayer that teaches us our Heavenly Father invites us to come to Him and confess our sins and failures to Him, uh, knowing that He has already dealt with them in the person of Jesus. Uh, And so here is a prayer that first invites us to lift our eyes to God and remember who He is. He is perfect, holy and just. He is loving, merciful and forgiving. And so as we want to be a people who pray, here is the prayer for a fresh start on the first day of the new year. The Psalms celebrate forgiveness. Uh, Psalm 34 is an example Blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against him. So on this first day of the new year, as we remind ourselves as God's people what our God is like, it makes all the difference as we think about uh, us confessing our sins to him in prayer. See, if God was angry and vindictive, we would approach him in fear and trembling. If God was fickle or uncertain, we would approach him with uncertainty. If God was distant, we would lack the motivation to confess our sins. If God was weak, we wouldn't take our sins seriously. But our God is a holy God, a perfect God. And our God is a loving God, 
a merciful God. So we can be confident that when we come to God in prayer, laying our failures before him, the God of mercy will always respond in mercy. I love how Psalm uh, 103 celebrates the mercy of God. Uh, In verse 8, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbour anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. And when we get to the New Testament, we know how God does the removing through his son's death on the cross. Our forgiveness is secure. And so we pray, Father, forgive us our sins. Uh, Literally in Matthew's gospel, uh, Matthew puts it, forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Uh, It's an appropriate way of translating it. It's right that we translate it to sins in the sense that which I owe someone because of the wrong that I have done to them. And in the first place, when my thoughts, words and deeds don't line up, then it's God that I have wronged and I am in debt to him. So here is a prayer which says, forgive me my debts, God. Forgive me what I owe you because I have done wrong against you. Forgive me for my thoughts and my words and my deeds. Here is a prayer that we want to have a fresh start with on the first day of the new year. Father, forgive us our sins. Now it's Jesus who takes it further when he uh, tells the parable that we saw the video of. It's Jesus who teaches us to uh, be people who boldly confess our sins, knowing that forgiveness is sure. Uh, Jesus told a parable to people who trusted in themselves, who were self-righteous, who thought highly of themselves and less highly of others. And he said, two men came up to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee. The other was a tax collector. The Pharisee stood up and prayed about himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, robbers and evildoers and adulterers, even like this tax collector. Look what I do. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all I get. So he contrasts the person who trusts in himself first with the tax collector who crept into the back of the temple. His eyes never left looking at the ground. He beat his breast. He knew his failure. And he cried out, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And it's Jesus who says, it's that man and not the Pharisee who goes home right with God. So our first prayer 
And uh, we're going to think about it in two parts this morning. He encourages us to pray. Father, forgive us our sins. And as God's people, we're encouraged to bring confession into the life of our uh, church family corporately. And we're invited to bring confession into our own lives as we pray this prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Father, forgive us our sins. And he invites us to boldly approach his throne of grace in our time of need because of Jesus. So the cry for mercy always finds the mercy of God. Uh, It's possible that I think I don't need forgiveness. I know people who do and we can make that mistake. It's possible to think I'm not worthy for forgiveness. But it's worth hearing what the Bible says about that. God demonstrates his own love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus teaches us a different way of thinking about ourselves. On one hand, he wants us to feel the weight of our sin and failure. But on the other hand, he doesn't want us to shoulder our shame and our our failure on our own. Jesus did that for us at the cross. So a prayer of confession teaches us to lay our burdens and our failures on him, knowing that he has dealt with them, knowing that he longs to forgive those who turn to him. And so here is a prayer for us. Father, forgive us our sins. In a little while, we're going to come back to part two. This morning is a great morning for you to lay your burdens and sins and failures on him who has forgiven you because of Jesus. As we want to be a people who pray, here is our first prayer. God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Knowing that when heaven hears that prayer from our lips, the voice returns You are forgiven because of my son, Jesus. This morning would be a great morning for you to make a fresh start with God. Father, forgive us our sins. Have mercy on me, a sinner. We're going to look forward to part two in a few moments. I've got my fingers crossed here to remind me to say to the people who are doing the worksheet, flip the page over. If you've got that worksheet, you'll understand what I'm talking about. So we want to be a people who pray. And at the heart of our prayer life is confession of sin. Uh, As we uh, learn how to pray what Jesus teaches us here, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Uh, The language in this part of the Lord's Prayer, is plural. It's a reminder to us that it's not just about me and God, it's about us and God, as we want to be a community that forgives each other. I want you to meet Ray Swanky. That's a picture of him there. 
Uh, he was a member of my eight o'clock congregation at Forestville. In 2014, he was diagnosed with a cancer that took his life about six months later. Uh, early in that year, I remember sitting down with him. He was a regular in our church family. Uh, and we had a cup of tea together and I said, look, is there anything we can do? Can I help you do anything? And he surprised me by saying, I want to make peace with my son. He hasn't talked to me for, I forget how long it was now. Ray's wife had died and in that turbulent time, he'd fallen out with his son over family things and legal things and money things. And some of you might know the burden of that kind of thing as well. Uh, he said, I want, to pay, I want to be able to uh, make peace with my son before I die. Uh, uh, Ray was a builder, at least he used to be. Uh, building had caused his hands to have arthritis and so it had impacted on him. And I said, look, Ray, give me your son's phone number and I'll have a chat. So I rang up the son and I said, your dad's not well. In fact, he's dying. I'm not sure if they had talked about that. And I said, he is a stubborn old coot. And you are a stubborn young coot. He wants you to come and say hello to him. Now, that, that was a fairly front foot approach that I took in that one. Don't be afraid that when I call you, that's, what, that's what's going to happen to you. It seemed appropriate for the time and the context. A few weeks later, uh, Ray said to me, my son rang me and we're going to have lunch. And to some extent, uh, he found peace. Uh, things weren't perfect. It was only a few months till Ray passed. But he lived out because later in his life he'd found Jesus he knew that he was a man forgiven because of Jesus and he wanted to work that forgiveness out in his family and especially with his son. Now it's entirely likely some of us here this morning are wrestling with those kinds of difficult relationships, whether it's families or friends. Here is a prayer for our church family which says, part two, uh, forgive us our sins as we forgive those that have sinned against us. We see the corporate nature of confession. When Paul writes to the Colossians, he reminds them of this. As God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility gentleness and patience, bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Second part of our prayer this morning, God, help me to forgive those who have wronged me. 
Now, forgiveness is a complex process and a complex thing and we don't have time to deal into the deeper things of that. But here is a prayer which says, as far as I am able, help me to offer forgiveness to others as God has offered it to me in Jesus. It highlights the importance of God's people being a forgiving community. If we're serious about confessing our own sin to God in the first part of the prayer, then we ought to be serious about reflecting forgiveness in our relationships. And again, Jesus uh, explains this in another parable. Uh, In Matthew 18, on a particular moment, Peter comes with a question, as he was bold to do, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? How many times should we give the person who keeps coming back? Uh, I think Peter thought that he was being fairly generous by saying seven times. The law only required three times. Jesus answered with this, I tell you, Not seven times, but 77 times. In other words, Jesus says, don't stop forgiving your brother or sister when they come to you and ask for forgiveness. And it raises the issue, you'll notice that forgiveness is sought, so forgiveness can be offered. Uh, In chapter 18, Jesus speaks about a process of making peace with the person that I'm being offended by or they've offended me or I've offended them. But Peter's question is this, how many times should I forgive? Endless times is Jesus' answer. Now, uh, in my experience in ministry and life, humans are complicated creatures And there are degrees of difficulty in offering forgiveness to the person who has offended me or seeking forgiveness from the person whom I have offended. We can grieve each other deeply. Even people are in God's family. We can have scars at the hands of others and we can leave scars uh, from our words and our deeds. Here is a prayer that reminds us God wants us to be people who offer the forgiveness to others that he has offered to us in Jesus. And so Jesus teaches us to pray, Father, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Uh, If we fail to forgive our brother and sister, It's an indication that we have failed to grasp the height, depth, length and breadth of the forgiveness that God has offered us through his son. And again, Jesus challenges us by telling a parable to Peter who's asking, how many times should I forgive my brother or sister who has offended me? And Jesus told the parable there was a king who had a kingdom. He wanted to settle accounts with the citizens of his kingdom. He brought a man before him and as he began to uh, make settlement, a man owed him a million dollars. I've modernised that. 
to give you a sense of the difference. Uh, He wasn't able to pay it. And so the master ordered that his wife and children be sold so the debt might be repaid. The servant fell on his knees. Be patient with me, he begged. I'll pay it all back. The king took pity on the man who owed him a debt that he could not afford to pay. So he cancelled the debt and let him go. I'm looking for a bank who will do that. Please let me know if you can think of any. Much debt cancelled and he was free. Jesus takes us to the next scene. When that forgiven servant went out, he found another fellow servant who owed him $100. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell on his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay you back. He refused. Instead, he went off and had that man uh, thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. Now, at this point, how are you feeling about that servant grabbing his $100? You're feeling tense about him like me? The king was told about what had happened. And he said this, You wicked servant, I cancelled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? And in his anger, the master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. Now, as a slight side observation... Matthew's parables are shocking. They're meant to shock. Jesus was provoking Peter and the disciples to think about what forgiveness looks like in action. And Jesus says, This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. Now, I've been in life and ministry long enough to know that humans and families are complicated. But I guess here is a prayer that encourages you to offer forgiveness to those who have hurt you or to seek the forgiveness of others so that as we have been forgiven much, we might reflect that forgiveness in our own lives and in our own relationships and in our own communities. Uh, When Paul writes to the Romans, he says... As you are able, make peace. There's a realistic kind of clause in there. It's not always easy. And it's not always a fairy tale, these stories. I'm glad to say that Ray Swanky's story was better. And so Jesus teaches us to pray, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing, just as Jesus prayed from the cross to those who were offending him. Let me come back to Ray Swanky one more time. As I was thinking about this, I looked up uh, my message that I gave at his funeral. And this is just a small excerpt about what I said at Ray's funeral. I said, Ray was a sinner and Ray was a saint. Ray realised later in his life the significance of Jesus. Ray found peace later in his life. 
It's hard for a stubborn person to admit they need the help of Jesus. Peace wasn't found in his work. His body failed him. Peace wasn't found in his family. Losing a wife and a son stayed with him for the rest of his life. Ray was not a good man, but Ray was a forgiven man. And forgiveness comes through Jesus. And the forgiveness he received is the forgiveness that he offered. Uh, I was secretly hoping that Ray would make it to 100, but he wasn't. He knew that Jesus had gone ahead of him to prepare a place for his father's house. He knew that he was forgiven. And in his latter months, he sought to offer that forgiveness to others. Here's our prayer this morning. Father, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Amen.